0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Netflix and SWO, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb.
1: And I'm playing that lolly game, Genshin Impact, that kinda looks like Breath of the Wild 2.
0: And I'm playing Golden Sun on my uh, original Game Boy Advance.
1: There you go. You're still playing that from last week, right?
0: Yeah. It, I don't know, I um I I got to visit my like old place. Where, like, my in-laws live and shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, grabbed some of my stuff that I left there and was feeling nostalgic, so.
2: That's fair.
1: I wonder how I'll be feeling whenever, uh, I finally go back to Pittsburgh after, what, 20, it'll be like 20 months, and, uh, can finally grab Mm -hmm. all the shit that I left there, including a commander deck that I bought, uh, one time when, uh, we just randomly played one time.
0: Yeah. So that'll be nice. I
1: don't know what's in it. Uh, it's going to be a nice, fun surprise. I now have, like,
0: fucking four Game Boys and five, like, Nintendo DSs and all kinds of shit. Because mm. I brought all that stuff with me.
1: There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very nostalgic period in my time. That was where I really cut my teeth as a gamer.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was just
0: kind of, the the Nintendo DS for me is kind of a cool thing, because, like, that was whenever I was into games and, like, also had the money to buy them for myself. Mm -hmm. So I would, like, I would get paid, and I'd buy a new game, like, every week or two.
1: There you go. Yeah, that sounds about right. And now uh, I have an infinite fucking backlog, because I can't stop buying games on sale and never playing them, despite the fact that I <laughs> I, I play like cause right now I'm in like Genshin Impact just put out their new 2.0 patch so I'm playing that again. Also, uh, it turns out Jimmy, uh, our friend Jimmy, plays that as well so uh, eventually we'll get on that together but also I play Fortnite with the boys on like Tuesday. Uh, they get on me anytime I don't play Fortnite on any other day but Tuesday so that's cool despite the fact that we all agreed Tuesday would be the day and any other day would be a bonus day. Uh, and then I play, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, because uh, I never finished that game and I kind of want to.
0: Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy Shootin' 2 from the creators of Wheelie Steely Automobile.
1: Hey, that company makes good games. Very fun, very enjoyable. Uh, online is less enjoyable than GTA Online, but uh, it's something.
2: It is something. But yeah. um I don't know.
0: I I never played Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh I did play Red Dead Revolver on my original Xbox. That game was pretty fun.
1: Look at you, you hipster.
0: Yeah. I think I still have it. I think theoretically I could I could go and play that tonight cuz I think that I have it with me.
1: Hmm. But I know you have your 360 still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like uh like most consoles I buy, that's uh one of my Netflix machines. So
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I don't uh, one of the gaming podcasts I listened to, like they, they they were talking about how like uh you know, you have your smart TV app integrations on the smart TV and they're always just so fucking terrible, and it's just better to use the consoles instead of the app for Oh, yeah. Uh, navigating, net, like, any streaming service at all.
0: I hope that smart TVs don't catch on and that you can continue just getting a regular fucking TV.
1: I don't think it's going to happen. People want yeah. the all-in-one experience, even if it's, like, kind of shit.
0: But that's the thing. It's it's going to suck, because, like, I don't know. Technologies don't converge into one neat little set-top box that does everything. like technologies spread out and diverge and uh turn into a million things
1: yeah and also like you have apps from a bunch of different developers who all have different standards of quality and not all of them are created equal
2: <sighs> it's true boy
1: technology the future sucks uh, it's true. At some point, technology was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And now we're like, oh my god, stop. Just everybody stop doing anything.
0: Alright, um, speaking of technology sucking, let's, uh, fucking talk to people through their smartphones to tell them what our swill is.
1: Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! <laughs> Stay away from the cans! Uh, well, I'm still on my n- noblest gin and uh, tonic. Uh, I, as I was telling Caleb in pre-roll, I made this a little stronger than normal. Uh, he told me to be stronger, and I told him, uh, "You've seen my mental capability because I quit a commander game five minutes in when my commander got countered. You're now all in the joke. Uh, what do you have?: Well, I'm healing up
0: nicely for my uh, wisdom, teeth, extraction. Um, Extraction. I still, yeah, I still, uh, yeah, starring,
2: uh, Thor. But uh, I don't know. I didn't want to, like, risk getting a fucking like
0: weird yeast infection in my teeth or something. So um, I opted not to get beer, uh, and instead I'm having uh, White Claw because I did want alcohol and I wanted something that would literally just like run through my mouth like water. Uh, this is the, the ruby grapefruit flavor of White Claw, and it's uh, not very good, uh, but I am able to not follow any local ordinances because there's no laws when you're drinking Claws.
1: <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't understand the hard seltzer, craze I don't get it.
0: Nah. I don't like it. But, I mean, it's something.
1: It's like an upgraded version of wine coolers, and wine coolers are fine if you're looking to, like, pound a million of something and have it not taste like garbage. Like, it's like the the hardcore version, but not the beer core version. Like, there's incremental steps. You got wine coolers, then you got hard seltzers, then you got uh, your beer. Uh, And below wine coolers is Mike's Hard Lemonade.
2: (laughs) It's true.
1: All right. Well, uh, Stacking Triggers is our Magic the Gathering podcast. We pam it out every week. Uh, Caleb, what do we do this week? Because somehow I've forgotten.
0: Uh, I think we talked about things that uh, will ramp you without uh, just, like, playing green. So if you're playing a color other than green, because there's actually five colors in the game, believe it or not, uh, you can still ramp mana and... Uh, hopefully, win a game by doing more stuff. That's a that's a show that we do with our friend.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, check out our Discord link is in the show notes. Uh, come chat with us there. Uh, we promise we'll be active. Be our friend. We love you.
0: Yeah, Discord's the easiest way
2: to get a hold of me. So yeah, if you uh want to talk to me. That's where I'm going to be. All right.
1: Uh, And that'll move us over into the news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right, so Netflix has its
0: second quarter earnings call, so Dan, take it away.
1: All right, this will be a stark contrast of Stacking Triggers where I instead talk at you for uh, 45 minutes. Uh, That's not true because I have uh, opinions to ask of you. Uh, So first, uh, we had the, as Caleb said, the Q2 2021 earnings call. And the biggest news is being skipped over for sub-numbers and viewer statistics. Uh, Netflix has outright confirmed that they are looking into mergers and acquisitions and uh, offered insight into why they haven't acquired anything yet, saying, quote, While we have continually evaluated opportunities, we don't view any assets as must-have. And we haven't yet found any large-scale ones to be sufficiently compelling to act upon. Uh, One such potential acquisition would be A24, uh, who is currently seeking a $3 billion price tag. So, Caleb, uh, Netflix is looking into mergers and acquisitions, as any good company should. Uh, What say you to their current strategy of waiting?
0: I say... Shit or get off the pot, I don't know. Like, this isn't the first time we've talked about a potential Netflix merger. Like, weren't they looking into buying MGM at one point? Yep. Like, I don't know, if, if they were going to do it, they'd have fucking probably done it.
1: I don't know that mergers and acquisitions are the way they're going to go about this. The way I've always seen them go is they will acquire the talent. So, like, uh, say what you want about him. Ryan Murphy is a talent of some kind, of some repute. He's done a billion projects for Netflix. Like, that's the kind of thing I see them going for over, you know, acquiring somebody else's library. Now, if a library comes up where it's, like, a reasonable price and they can afford to buy it, then I think they'll do it. But I don't see them going out and just being like, oh, we want you and plucking that thing from, from the ground and eating it, and then it becomes part of their their, their body system.
0: <laughs> uh interesting analogy, but yeah, sure.
1: Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell.
0: This does not make the ribosomes happy.
1: They cut the schleem. <laughs> <laughs> There's many hizzards in the way.
0: Chlorophyll? More like borophyll.
1: <laughs> so, uh, as for A24, I th- I don't know if that price is a real price. I think that's just them being like, hey, we actually don't want to be bought, but this is our price, so, I mean, if you want to pay it, go for it. Yeah. I don't think Netflix is looking to acquire A24. I think it was um Brandon Katz who put up, like, a24 doesn't even have, like, a $100 million box office grosser. Like, like they... And I could be wrong on that number. But, like, they don't have, like, high-grossing movies, so what in the fuck is worth $3 billion there? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's just produ- provocative. Gets the people going. All right. Uh, next up is that Netflix added 1.4 million paid subscribers in Q2. Uh, with Latin America and the Asia-Pacific regions doing a lot of the heavy lifting. It's not all sunshine and roses, however, as uh, the U.S. and Canada region lost 400,000 Netflix subs. Uh, Caleb, I I feel like the U.S. and Canada are doing the best job with the virus, and therefore, uh, and and vaccinations for the virus, and that's why you're seeing such things. Uh, What say you? Yeah,
0: I'm, I don't know, like... 400,000 sounds bad, but, like, didn't they pick up, like, 3 million last year? So, like, that's a decent retention rate, I guess. I don't know.
1: Uh, so, based off of their Q1 results, uh, they actually got 450,000 subs in Q1 in North America, and then uh, lost 400,000 of that, or I think it was maybe forty three, four 430,000. Uh, okay. So, like, they still, have, they're, like, Basically where they were uh, at the beginning of the year. Okay. So, so it's like... Uh, eh. Yeah. Eh. I don't... Like, everyone's like, oh, this is Netflix's worst quarter since 2019. I'm like, yeah, probably. But that's also contextual. Yeah. Like, is it a bad quarter for them? Not really. Like, if you look at the grand scheme really. of things, not really.
0: They made so much fucking money last year. Yeah. Leave them alone.
1: They... They're, they're still record high revenues. Like... People keep looking at subs and pretending like that's the thing that matters, when really, the revenue is ultimately what matters.
2: But Dan,
0: I just don't understand how Netflix makes money.
1: <laughs> okay, um, no. <laughs> We're not biting into that, Mr. Krabs. I don't know, uh, I- I've i always felt like this, uh, and I've said this for many, many years now that we're hitting a saturation point with North America. There is very few people who haven't heard of Netflix in uh, North America that aren't already customers. The only way Netflix is going to add sub numbers is if they start enforcing like that password crackdown thing. They're not mm-hmm. going to do that because it's probably going to lose them more subs than they would actually gain. Correct. So uh, I don't know if we're – I think we're around like 80 million or like close to 80 million in North America. I think that's about right unless like the population grows, Uh, in which case fine. But I I think we're at the point where they will not grow much more in North America. Everywhere else, they have plenty of opportunity to, you know, expand and – uh, continue to be a thing. Uh, the one area I know they haven't expanded into, China. And that's the big, that's the big ticket right there. If they can expand into China, uh, good luck. But also, it means a lot of censored product uh, across Netflix. I'm I'm wondering if they're trying to dig into that and figure out if that's something they actually want to do.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Once, once you go to China, like they start telling you what you can and can't have on your platform and then you are making like shitty Mulan live action reboots
1: (laughs) uh yeah it's true uh like um for instance uh, Activision the, the developers of Call of Duty uh for their Cold War game that came out last year in their trailer they had uh footage of Tiananmen Square and then that trailer got removed from the internet and then reposted without the Tiananmen Square footage because they uh have some corporate financing by China um, and by China I mean Tencent so uh I don't want to I want to dig back into this rabbit hole that we talked about during Wish Dragon but it's a thing that's happening
2: be aware of it all right uh, in
1: terms of viewing statistics, uh, as a reminder, these are an internal metric for Netflix, uh, and uh, a view for them is considered two minutes of anything. Uh, over- and these will all be for the first twenty-eight days of release. So, Sweet Tooth, sixty million. We'll get back to that. Too Hot to Handle, twenty-nine million. The Circle, fourteen million. Army of the Dead, seventy-five million. Uh, we'll also get back to that. Fatherhood, seventy-four million, and the Mitchells versus the Machines, fifty-three million.
0: What's uh, what's too hot to handle? Is that the one where they're naked, or th- they're not allowed to have sex?
1: That's the one. They're not allowed to have sex, okay. but they're like on a beach basically the whole time, and everyone's like half naked, so a little bit of both. So Caleb, sixty million on Sweet Tooth. That is more people. Uh, who watched that um, uh, than uh, you know, Shadow and Bone, which was confirmed for a season two. Uh, I feel like Sweet Tooth is getting a season two.
2: Oh, yeah, I I mean,
0: I have no doubts about that.
1: I guess we're just waiting on confirmation. I don't know when that's going to fucking happen, but it's going to happen at some point. Although it is strange. Uh, it is a DC property. I think it's a DC comic book. Uh, and DC is owned by Warner Brothers. And there's that whole thing, there's there's that outside chance that it gets cancelled and then picked up by Warner Brothers. I don't know why Netflix would do that, but uh, that's always a possibility. Uh, Army of the Dead, $75 million. Uh It was originally projected to go to $72 million after its first week. Uh, typically when Netflix does that, that's a marketing ploy in order to make you guys feel like, Oh shit, a lot of people are going to watch this movie, I should watch it too. I... Uh, Y- you all are smart people and watched it anyway, so you didn't fall for Netflix's marketing. You just, you know, did your thing. Uh, Anything else on here you want to talk about, Caleb?
0: Nah, I mean, I knew a lot of people were going to watch Army of the Dead for some fucking reason. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't watched Fatherhood. It looks good. I just wasn't that interested in it. Just
1: well, It is Kevin Hart, so... It is
0: Kevin Hart. I'm not. I'm not wild about Kevin Hart. And also, like, I I have no connection to children or the idea of having them. So,
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. Our commander game that went five hours got pushed back a, a half an hour because of children. So, would <laughs> <laughs> would a nine thirty start have saved us from playing for five hours? Who knows? Maybe.
2: Maybe.
0: It was it was worth it.
1: Oh my god, yes. Uh yeah, Fatherhood's something I want to circle back on and maybe watch at some point, but as of now eh. And then uh Notable Titles to be on the lookout for Oh my god, I slurred that because I'm fucking drunk. And I haven't eaten since like twelve. <laughs> uh, and I had a fucking salad. <laughs> uh Notable titles to be on the lookout for Money Heist, Sex Education, Virgin River I think that's already released. Never Have I Ever, which we're about to talk about, Sweet Girl, The Kissing Booth 3, Kate, and Vivo. Now, uh, if you're hearing about Vivo for the first time, uh, it's a musical animated movie uh, with songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda.
2: Oh. Is he rapping about history?
1: No, so no one
2: cares.
0: I don't know. I like Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's fine. He he performed probably my favorite song in Moana. I'm trying to think what his song was. Uh, it's the, like, the Ancestors one, where it shows, oh. like, them on the boats and shit.
1: That's a good one. Remember when on The Rock sang?
0: Yeah. You remember when The Rock was just unnecessarily talented and I was mad? Because I can't do anything right? It it It's true.
1: Wait, what is going on with Eddie Guerrero right now? Are people trying to say Eddie Guerrero isn't one of the best of all time? I'm going to fucking fight somebody. I'm sorry. I I started looking at Twitter and Eddie Guerrero was trending and people were like, oh, he's a B-plus player. It's like, fuck you. Eddie Guerrero's great. Who is Eddie Guerrero? A former professional wrestler who unfortunately died uh, due to, I believe it was cardiac failure? Likely due to steroid use. Yeah, and mixing seems it with to other drugs. To a lot of those guys. But it was Sucks. weird cuz he um he wrestled a pay-per-view and then like he was going to be on SmackDown on Thursday and in between the pay-per-view and SmackDown he he died. So it was like a I r- I I I I can't even describe how weird it was to just watch like oh, he looked totally fine on Sunday. And then on fucking, like, Tuesday, he's dead. It was, like, one of those, like, surreal moments where, like, I don't know. It it was, it's it's like, huh, that guy died. That's so fucking weird. Like, like, because normally when you think of people dying, it's like, oh, it's inevitability. Like, you see them in the hospital, that kind of shit. Nope. Just up and died one day. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, the Reaper comes for us all in the end. uh... I mean,
1: that's true. I have, okay, real talk. I have been, and I'm only probably saying this because I'm f- feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Uh, I, there was one morning where I woke up, and headlights were especially bright. In my stupid brain, I thought, oh my god, this car is going to hit my fucking house and kill both me and my girlfriend. And then I had a panic attack about my own mortality for about ten minutes.
0: You fucking baby
1: because I'm like holy fuck there's <laughs> nothing that happens after this after this I just am dead
0: uh kind of what kind of coward is afraid of death only the dead have
2: seen the end of war I don't know who that's
1: from but uh, fuck them
2: might be shakespeare I don't know um we've, I don't know I'm
1: I'm sorry we've gone on a weird <laughs> tangent because
2: yeah we're on a weird t-
0: tangent I I don't know I'm not I'm not particular particularly concerned by my the concept of my own non-existence. I think it'll be kind of nice whenever it happens. Like I'm <laughs> to
1: finally have peace.
0: I think I've lived a pretty good life and, you know, whenever I go, people will remember me fondly, I hope. So, I'm I'm good with it. Also at my funeral, um I want to be attached to wires and like hung from a crane and danced around like a marionette puppet so that I can hang out with people at my wake.
1: Terrifying in a way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get off this fucking heavy subject and talk about some shit that, uh, some trailers and shit uh, that's happening in, uh, downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. (laughs)
0: Yeah, this'll this will get your mind off of death. Our first trailer is called Gone for Good.
1: Oh, no. The panic attack is coming.
0: <laughs> Guillaume Lucchesi has drawn the line under a terrible tragedy which saw the two people he loved the most die, Sonia, his first love, and Fred, his brother. Ten years later, Judith, his new lover, suddenly disappears. To find her, Guillaume will have to face all the truths hidden by his family and friends, as well as the ones he's decided to ignore. For better, but mostly for worse. Uh, what did you think of the trailer for Gone for Good?
1: It's another Harlan Coben thing. Uh, he ha- he has his niche. I don't know. It his shit kind of feels like airport novel-y, You know, like you, you walk in the bookstore and it's like, oh hey, check out this mystery thriller that you could read in about two hours and uh, it's over.
2: I don't know. That makes sense.
1: Like I. I watched, um, what the hell was it called? It was called Safe. And there was another one, uh, starring Richard Armitage, uh, who everyone should know as the voice of Trevor Belmont from Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what that is, uh, but he, he, there was that one. Uh, I haven't watched any of his non English ones, and that's because I'm a xenophobic. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. That is a fucking joke. We watched Lupin a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Um, it's French. I speak French, sort of, kind of. Not really. Uh, but it's like generic. Un petit croissant. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> and before anybody... Con- yeah,
2: that's not,
0: even, that's I, not I, yep. even proper French.
1: And I was just about to say, and before anybody corrects me, <laughs> that's not proper French. It's fucking omelette au fromage. That is correct. Omelette with cheese. O is with. Omelette du fromage
0: is omelette of cheese, which would just be fried cheese, I guess.
1: And that sounds pan. great. Let's be honest. It sounds great. It
0: sounds terrible to clean up after. Oh, well, yeah. You
1: gotta get the really nonstick pan going on there. Uh, what did you think of this? Because, dear fucking God. Uh... I don't know, it looks
0: kind of action-packed, but I also feel like maybe they just put all the action beats in the trailer. Right. I don't know, this is one of the ones that, like, the trailer and the description go kind of against each other for me, and I don't know what this is about, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very confused to what this really, like, I guess that's the Harlan Coben thing, it's like, hey, a thing happened. And now everyone's lives have fucking changed because information is going to start coming out. Like, uh, for instance, safe, like uh, Michael C. Hall, uh, who played a British man for some fucking reason, uh, his daughter goes missing. Weird. And then he runs around, basically. Oh, Anyang's trying to come into the room. And she got stopped by the shirt that's in front of the door and therefore has quit. Okay. Uh, good for you, Anyang. Uh, like, he goes around. He, he runs around. Like, trying to find where his daughter is. And she is somewhere. But then, like, he uncovers all this other shit from other people's personal lives. And exposes it to the rest of the world. And that's pretty much what this is going to be. Like, that's what the the Richard Armitage show was. Was exactly the same thing. So, like, there's this pocket that Harlan Coben lives in. And if you like it, good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you get more shit, and I hope you watch more of this stuff, even if it's in a different language. But for me, it's like, this is just the same stuff, and I'm not interested in it. Because I've seen it already, and there's diminishing returns to keeping, uh, watching this.
0: Come watch some fucking shit, you fucking stupid bitch.
1: Haha, <laughs> just kidding.
0: Uh, next up, we got a trailer for The Chair. The chair follows Dr. Ji Yoon Kim, uh, played by Sandra Oh, as she navigates her new role as the chair of the English department at prestigious Pembroke University. Ji Yoon is faced with a unique set of challenges as the first woman to chair the department and as one of the few staff members of Keller at the university, uh, starring Sandra Oh, Jay Duplass, Holland Taylor, Bob Balaban, Nana Mensa, David Morse, and Everly Carganilla. Uh, those are certainly some names. Yep. That some people might recognize.
2: Hmm. Um. So yeah, it's like a workplace drama about school. Yeah. I'm
1: trying to remember who does the chair. Is is somebody of note who is like show running the project?
0: Oh, I was thinking like. You were gonna go back to wrestling and tell me about a oh guy whose signature move was uh, hitting you with a steel chair.
1: Uh, that would be Edge. Back in the day, he would hit people with the concerto, where uh, he would lay a steel <laughs> chair. He would lay, lay a steel chair on the ground, uh, drape the person uh, with their head over top of that steel chair, and then smash uh, the other side of their head in with the uh, with another steel chair. It, that That's how they could write people out of storylines for a few weeks, is, is by giving them <laughs> a concerto. Like, oh, you want to go on a vacation? Okay, Edge will fuck you up. Oh, okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> God, why don't I watch wrestling all the time? I don't
1: know. Uh, I don't know what this is. I don't know why anyone would want to watch this. This looks disheveled and uninteresting i agree that's because you're
2: very smart okay uh our third and final trailer this week
0: is for the witcher nightmare of the wolf face your demons the witcher nightmare of the wolf premieres august 23rd worldwide on netflix uh escaping from poverty to become a witcher vesemir slays monsters for coin and glory but when a new menace rises he must face the demons of his past uh, Dan, are you excited to take a trip back to Witcher universe?
1: Yes. Uh, really? Uh, I don't know. I feel like they've needed to go back to Witcher universe, uh, a million times. Uh, this is their big franchise. Like, I know they're trying to make Army mm-hmm. of the Dead of the thing. This is much more interesting, much cooler than Army of the Dead. Uh, they're, they actually literally just dropped a teaser for, uh, Army of Thieves. We'll talk about that next week's show. I'm not making Caleb go to a Twitter channel to to, to watch uh, a fucking video. I don't care that much. Um, I'm I'm very intrigued by this. Also, Theo James is voicing Vesemir, which uh, I didn't know was happening. Uh, for those of you who are in the know, Theo James voices Hector in Castlevania. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I um I really like Vesemir. And I'm excited,
2: and I hope it's good.
1: Okay, we have a very important update. Mary McDonnell is doing a voice in um, in Nightmare of the Wolf. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mary McDonnell is the president's wife in Independence Day. Oh my god. So, I mean, we were obviously watching this as it was. Oh, she's from Wilkes-Barre? really? That's interesting. Okay. Uh, we're obviously watching it as it was, but an Independence Day connection, Dan cannot forsake.
0: Ah, the ballet. <laughs> uh, exotic. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Don't be. My baby's worth it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This show's so
1: dumb. Oh. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that either. Okay, so Graham McTavish is also in this. Uh, he plays Deglan. I don't know who the fuck that is. We'll find out, I guess, because this is a movie. Uh, he is the voice of Dracula in Castlevania.
2: Oh, fuck. Uh, he will be voicing... He'll be...
1: He's playing Dijkstra in The Witcher series... I don't know. Does it say what he'll be playing in? I'm I gotta assume he's oh he's playing Deglin. Like I said. I'm stupid. Okay, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Um otherwise I'm pretty excited for this. I was trying to see if Powerhouse was doing this, because it kinda looks like a Powerhouse production. Uh I it doesn't say anywhere. Uh, I guess base FX and whoever Hive Mind are. Uh no. Okay. I have no idea who any of these people are. Um uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out like who was doing the production behind it. It like I said, it looks like Powerhouse, it looks like a powerhouse production. It might not be, but eh. Eh. I'm I'm excited for this. Like I was uh very in after watching this teaser.
0: Yeah. No, it looks it looks really good. I don't know. Some people might complain that it's not about Geralt. Uh, those people are dumb.
1: You know what? Go have sex. You'll you'll forget about this as soon as you do that. <laughs> just go have sex. It's just It'll so easy. Just better. have sex.
2: <sighs> this show brought to you by uh, Two Losers. <laughs> Two losers who have sex regularly, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. I do okay. Eh, I do fine.
1: My girlfriend seems to like me, I guess.
0: (sighs) I, too, once laid with woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is nothing. Uh, Release me from this purgatory. All right.
1: uh, Did you watch anything this week?
0: Uh, you want to know what? I'm going to have to check on that real quick. And right, take your time. Because I can't remember.
1: I was going to watch something, but then I was like, I-, I could play Genshin Impact right now. And then I did play Genshin Impact, so I, I did not watch anything. Although, uh, I will remark for my girlfriend, the past, uh, who I should just name, Ashley. Everyone knows who Ashley is if you're watch- if you're listening to this fucking episode. Uh, Ashley, in the last 48 hours, has watched 14 episodes of The O.C., the entire second season of Never Have I Ever, and five episodes of Sexy Beasts, as well as a few movies.
2: Wow. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The only other
0: like extra thing that I did was uh, I rewatched the first season of Never Have I Ever because uh, Vanessa hadn't seen it and I wanted her to watch oh. it with me. I really like it. I don't know, we uh we did a review of it back in the day, but I I think it holds up. I think it's a, just a really good show, even though I'm not the target demographic and am very close to being a middle aged man.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I don't know, I have nothing else to add. Uh I guess I'll go post the old episode cuz like I think it's been about 2 years since we had never have I ever.
0: Yeah, it's been a little bit.
1: And I guess we can blame part of that on COVID and part of that, well, I I guess it's entirely on COVID. That's the thing is like a lot of people are like, "Oh, Netflix's production slowed down a lot in Q1 and 2." And, and it's like, "Yeah, we know. We all know. Uh there there was a there was a pandemic with a disease and a virus that people yeah. can c- could contract. And it was like, man, Netflix is in a really what bad a... spot because of because they didn't prepare well for COVID and it's like they had an entire who, year of content. Who would have? Yeah. Like they they eventually ran out of content. I'm sorry they did such things.
0: What uh, what do you think's weirder? Whenever a show like fully acknowledges covid and people are running around with masks and stuff or whenever it just doesn't exist in the show's universe. Huh. Cuz like, I don't know, I got to be a, a little honest like watching a bunch of high schoolers cavorting with each other and uh kissing multiple partners on the same day like yeah, really kind of freaked my bean a bit.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that, but yeah, that was a little uh a little disconcerting. I'm assuming they did all the COVID protocols well. Like, you know, temperature checks, that kind of shit. But, I mean, yeah, it was like, now that you mentioned it, it's like, oh, yeah, that is a bit weird. <laughs> that they have all these fucking extras on set. And it's like, ah, yeah. yes, let's potentially well, like, not introduce even the just virus. from a
0: production standpoint, but like actually watching the show. And it's like, I wish <laughs> I wish I could live in a magical universe where there is no pandemic. Don't we all? <sighs> I don't know, man.
1: All right, well I need some water because I'm really feeling a Mr. Krabs. So, uh, I know I made that j- a joke earlier in the uh in the episode. So, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh but uh, yeah, with, th- let's take a quick break. Yeah when we come back we'll do our main
0: review topic never have i ever season two the netflix and swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons gerald morris bill sutton nick haskins ashley the bubby gorski ben kiefer paul prezula daniel henderson julio Oliveira, jimmy Delarosa, rosa chris yaney brianna petty nate wade alan gallerisi Duty Dutrum, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, time to get our main review topic for the week. Never Have I Ever, Season 2. Never Have I Ever is a comedy
0: teen show from Netflix. Uh, It's a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, The complicated life of a modern-day, first-generation Indian-American teenage girl inspired by Mindy Kaling's own childhood. Uh, This stars... Matre Ramakrishnan nailed it. Uh, uh, Dan, what did you
1: think of season two? Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear you pronounce more names.
2: <laughs> John McEnroe. Uh huh. Who is he? Uh, John McEnroe. He's the narrator.
1: Oh, that's how you say it.
0: I mean, I said it's stupid. It's pronounced McEnroe.
1: I, I know. I uh, that that was the joke. <laughs> well, we went for we we fuck it. Uh, There's too sh- many conceptual layers. There's so many jokes in the show. It's stupid. Um, look, it's a very good show. Uh, I'm actually surprised at how relatable it feels to me, considering the fact that I'm a thirty-one year old man. Uh, and I haven't been in high school for uh half of my life now. Good God, please shoot me. <laughs> uh, the high school problems feel l- relatable in some way. Uh, and then like I don't know, like, well, this like covers some real know, the shit. weird
0: shit that like the real shit that like. She does. It's, like, it's mistakes that adults make, too. It's, like, it's not high school drama bullshit. It's, like, human drama bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. They do, like, dumb kid stuff, but, like, it's it's written, I think, competently and from a perspective that's relatable to adults, so...
1: I agree with that. Uh, what did you think? Unless that's actually your thoughts on the show.
2: Um, it gets
0: pretty dicey in this one. There were some really uncomfortable parts where it's like, oh no, oh god, oh god damn it, why have you done this? Uh, but then, like, ultimately um, I really like how it all resolves and, uh, I do still really like this show.
2: Yeah. Uh, so
1: I—it's
0: just cringy when it's happening, but then, but then everything gets better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I told you before we uh were playing Commander last night. I think it was either then or before recording stacking triggers. But basically, like I get some real Bojack Horseman vibes out of Davy, like the way she carries herself, the way she like the way she thinks she's helping but she isn't. Uh, is very Bojack
0: yeah absolutely because she has you know like a mental problem like she she's experienced trauma she's lashing out and like she kind of refuses to face it and it like causes it to manifest in weird and like destructive ways right so yeah that's that's absolutely a good comparison so
1: I don't know what that says, uh, more bad things about Davey, who is, like, a 15-, 16-year-old girl who is not an alcoholic, or, uh, an alcoholic 50-year-old horse who, uh, behaves (laughs) like a high school student.
0: Well, like, Davey's young enough to turn it around.
1: That is true!
0: And and Bojack's always gonna be kinda shitty. And
1: then, uh, you know, we have have different storylines, like, uh... Oh, God, uh, Kamala, like, I guess, actually, like, liking her fiance and, like, wanting to make that relationship work and uh, moving into the workforce and joining a lab and uh, men being fucking terrible.
0: Yeah. And then, I don't know, like, whenever it comes time to commit to the relationship that she's been happy with, like, she it freaks her out and she kind of runs from that. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Um, I like Kamala. She's, like, I guess has a a problem with permanency. Like, she doesn't want to settle down yet. She wants to go out and sow her wild oats. What or
1: is something. she, like, in her
0: 20s or something like that?
1: Like, she has to be. Yeah.
0: Like, 25, 26, I think.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, we'll talk about it in Sexy
0: Beast, but, like... Old enough that she has, uh like at least a master's degree i guess
1: yeah uh she, like she um she's around that age then like sexy beast like some woman was like i'm 24 i'm ready to settle down have kids have a husband and i'm like first of all fucking slam on the brakes like put your foot through the fucking floor with the brake like, pedal like
0: yeah you're you're a panda bear you're not ready for anything like this <laughs> is where your life is you
1: talking about <laughs> 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 uh, it was a disaster um, but like yeah like I, I'm kind of with her like you know your 20s are supposed to be like fun to a degree I mean, you know yeah you gotta have that job but you also should be like able to go around and like fuck whoever you want if that's something you're into
0: yeah you're under no obligation to either Uh, participate in nor abstain from casual sex. Uh, If you are somebody who enjoys the idea of having casual sex with people, then you should do it, and if you're not, then you should not.
1: It's almost like sex is consensual.
0: Yeah, it's almost like, you know, you fucking get to make your own choices and be a fucking actual regular person.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think this continues to show us the difference between, like, Western culture and the culture of, like, Southeast Asia. Because, like, there's still arranged marriages. Like, there's still, like, this whole... Like, Anissa, like, her mom's like, yeah, you can't fucking date anybody. And, like, that's a whole subplot throughout the entire season is that she can't date anybody. Although, you know, things happen there. But, like, that's the thing. Like southeast it feels like that's a a southeastern culture thing where it's like hey we have like our rules our culture from where we come from and then you try to put that against the western culture values where it's like eh, fuck whoever you want date whoever you want who cares it it's a free country do whatever you want unless you want to be racist in which case fuck you
0: yeah, I don't know. I feel like Western culture participates in a decent amount of slut-shaming, so...
1: Oh, I mean, 100%. But I,
2: but I get your point. <laughs> and then, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much
1: more I want to talk about with, before going to the spoilers. Although, like, to be honest, this is season two of a show. Like, if you haven't watched season one, go do so already. Uh, I We both highly recommended the last season. Uh, I think this season, at least for me, is, like, around the same. I will highly recommend this this season as well. So,
2: go watch this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: you want to throw a rating on here and then get into some spoilies?
1: Yeah! Um... I gave it a four last time. I'm gonna go four again. Like it's a really great show. Like it, it had me invested the whole time, despite the fact that I'm not a high school aged, you know, Indian girl. I am
2: white and twice her age. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Um, I'm gonna also go four. There's a a few of the side characters that I could have done with a little bit more, uh, fleshing out of their side stories, but yep. like. I don't know, I like I like everybody on here, and, uh, uh except, for <laughs> except for one character who I kind of fucking can't stand, but we'll talk about that.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that almost immediately. Uh, so here's the spoiler section, so if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, skip ahead to uh, Sexy Beast, which has no spoilers, because it's a fucking reality show. Damn. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, Imagine you're in a room. And no, no, like... no, no, no. I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah, yet. But the ending is awesome. So if I could so just play. Lampage, the... This is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right. Who's the character you can't stand?
2: I kind of hate Ben. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know
0: like obviously like he he gets hurt by everything that happens but like I feel like he makes a conscious decision to not rise above it Um, and like I don't know just is is really kind of shitty about it like and continues to be shitty about it and then flip-flops back the other way and is going to be causing problems in season three it seems like.
1: Yeah. And you know, it, it seems like he's going to be trying to do the same thing he chastised Davy for, by being like, "Yo, I'm gonna go fuck up my relationship to be to chase after this yeah. other
0: girl," with the girl that he all already knows is insecure and yeah, you know, right. It's it's a mess, but I don't know. Um, I guess we'll
2: start from from the beginning. So, end of the first season. Um, you know, Davy she. Uh, was kind
0: of in a bad place. Like, you know, she was still dealing with her uh, her dad's passing. Um, like, they her, she finally went to like spread her dad's ashes with her mom and cousin. Um, and like, Ben drove her there so she wouldn't miss it. Uh, right. and then they ended up making out just as, uh, Paxton is like, hey, I actually do like you, and tried to call her. Uh, So, sets up drama. So, the beginning of this season is uh, she's kind of caught in that love triangle, and like her mom's trying to move the family to India so that she can be close to her family and support network. Right. Um, So, Davey says, hey, I'm going to be here for a little bit. So I'm just going to date both and get the authentic American high school experience and by yeah. the time anybody finds out about it, it will be halfway around the world.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Score sure, who cares? <laughs>
0: uh I don't see how this could go wrong. Um I don't know. I like how like they they try to get her to choose between Ben and Paxton by like doing what every American teen girl does in a movie and they make a pros and cons list
1: where did that trope come from because I feel like I see that everywhere now it had to have been in like some 80s movie
0: and then everybody else was like yeah fuck it we'll do that too
1: and then everyone agrees it's Paxton just pick Paxton just pick Paxton And, and then Davey's like so you're saying I can do both and I was like no 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 just pick Paxton and then and then she goes so do both got it and then she does both
2: yep um you know who my my underdog
0: favorite character is actually I'm listening uh it's trent <laughs> i fucking love trent he is hilarious every time i <laughs> mean <Are you> sure <laughs> and and i know how much he sucks but i don't know I don't know man.
1: Trent's fine. Like Trent Trent's Trent a- Trent has a role, he fills that role. I don't I don't care. Like Trent... there's there's a few like the little
0: smaller side characters that I I really enjoy. Like Jonah's great. Uh Eric is like hilarious. They basically just use use him as a joke machine whenever right. they need to like do a scene transition, but uh genuinely very funny.
1: I don't know. my My favorite new character is uh, Grandma. Like she's she's the fucking best. Yeah. Uh, she brought a breath of fresh air to the family dynamic. Because yeah, absolutely. She's more traditional. Uh, you know, she's retired basically, so she just does nothing all day and has to keep herself busy by like you know stealing the neighbor's fruit. <laughs>
0: Or, as she calls it, shopping locally. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, she was, like, a perfect addition to the show. Um, I don't know. Side character stories? Like, um, obviously, like, both of Davy's paramours find out that she's dating the other. Um, and, like, storm off from her life. Uh, Paxton, quite literally, so he, like... They're at, like, a a house party, and, uh, Paxton, like, runs outside and gets hit by a car, and, uh, it breaks his arm, so he's not able to swim anymore, which means that he's not gonna be getting scouted for an athletic scholarship. Uh, so he finds out that for the first time in his life, he has to actually do his schoolwork, uh, so he's trying to be a better student. Um, which actually, like, I- I really liked his story through this. Yeah. Yeah. They they actually do a lot with him and develop him as a character. but
1: I, I'm i just confused at how, like, he can't just rehab better and just swim again? I don't know. Like, I feel like I hear this story all the time, like, oh, this is a career-threatening injury for this person. And then they go on and have, like, this amazing career. They're a fucking Hall of Famer in professional sports. It's like, right.
0: oh, man... I don't know. Well, I think the whole thing was, like, they were a week out from the big swim meet where the recruiter was going to be there, so...
1: I guess that's true. But also, isn't he, like, a sophomore? uh, So, like, you know, he's got two more years of high school before he gets recruited?
0: Well, like, Davey and her friends are are sophomores. I think Paxton is, uh... Like, he's in their classes because he fucks off in school, Uh, but I think he's a junior or a senior. Okay. But... Um. Anyway, Eleanor starts dating a a Disney Channel child star. Um, and like, that's terrible because he's like a Justin Bieber type, but he's like really possessive and shitty to her. He's and a like gas tries lighter. to drive her away from her friends. Yeah.
2: Um. Fabiola is like adjusting to life as a queer teen. So like,
0: she's always been a. Like into robots and her nerdy stuff, so like
2: she doesn't know like pop culture stuff, and like all of uh, Eve's friends are like kind of
0: really rude to her.
1: Yeah, especially she's like Sasha. a
0: spaceman, basically.
1: Yeah, well, like I, I get it. Like kids are so self-absorbed into their own worlds that they don't really care for anybody else's kind of world, like oh, she's weird because she doesn't know who fucking, like, Billie Billie Eilish is. I was like, okay. I mean, she's doing her robot stuff, like, that's cool. But uh, I guess at that age, like, you're superficial, and it's like, oh, you don't know this thing? Where are you from fucking Mars?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I still think that, like,
0: my favorite parts of uh, the show is whenever... Like, Davy has a dream, or flashback, or whatever, and gets to talk to her dad. Yep. Like, I don't know, that's, that's kind of, like, that's the biggest character moments for her, and that's kind of the the heart and soul of the show, in a lot of ways.
1: Well, right, because she has her big talk with her, her dream father in, uh, what, is it episode 10? Or it might be episode 9. We're basically like, hey, you're, like, my perfect... I say you're my perfect girl because you're perfect to me, but it doesn't mean you have to be perfect all the time. Like, you you can fuck up and make mistakes, but, like, you know, you got to realize sometimes, like, hey, the shit you do does actually carry consequences. (laughs)
2: Uh, I don't know. The other, like, a
0: couple of Davies' teachers I like a whole lot, but, like, the other side character that I really enjoy seeing and kind of wish they would use her a bit more even, is uh, Nisi Nash as her uh, therapist. Mm -hmm. because, like, I just, I love their banter.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I feel like uh, Kamala was kind of underused, because like we have that whole subplot of her in the lab, and that takes up a good majority of the season. And I guess it's supposed to lay seeds for like her and her fiancé's dissension that she feels one-sidedly. But I never Mm -hmm. really got that until, like, the final episode where it's like, hey, we're having his parents over for dinner and he's going to propose. And she's like, oh, I mean, I guess, uh, uh, oh, cake, Uh, I'm out of here, goodbye.
0: Yeah, and, like, I liked her whole story, but that's, like, the only thing they do with her. They don't really have her, um, like, interacting with the family in this season, so. Right. Uh, Except for whenever... (laughs) Davy enlists her to fucking spy on her mom uh, and they climb up on a roof and look through a skylight uh, and then don't face any uh, legal ramifications to that.
1: I mean it's because Common is interested in the mom (laughs) so it's like yeah I guess they're not going to face any legal ramifications it doesn't matter. Also I mean if you're Common and a beautiful Indian woman falls through your ceiling like, what are you going to do, not take that as a sign from God? <laughs> uh,
0: man's got a point. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the other thing, is um, Davy's mom starts dating Common, who is another, a-, a rival dermatologist. Um,
1: You know, I float through many dermatology circles, and, and I've never seen a rivalry quite as intense as this. So, you know, seeing <laughs> seeing such things, I knew there had to be romantic implications. Yeah. I don't know. I I really like basically
0: all the 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 main family characters and Paxton, like I'm really happy with how they fleshed all them out.
1: Yeah. So, Chrissy Teigen was actually supposed to be in this season. I don't know if she was supposed to take over as Davy's voice of reason or like her narrator. Uh I actually am thinking now Chrissy Teigen was supposed to be the Gigi Hadid role, uh, where she narrated Paxton's life. Oh, okay. Uh, but then uh, Chrissy Teigen got canceled for saying, like, bullying somebody online like 10 years ago. Uh, and then Gigi Hadid took over. Uh, Ashley wasn't a big fan of her perfor- her vocal performance. I thought it was whatever. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it might have been rushed due to the fact that they had to scramble to find somebody else but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I I mean, I don't really know who Gigi Dede is, because I have fabiola levels of uh, awareness of pop culture, but like... um, I don't know. I just assume that if they do a an episode that focuses on a different kid, they're going to have a, a a different celebrity narrator for them.
1: Yeah, like we had Sandberg for uh, Ben last season, and he even showed up for like yeah. a quick one or two line cameo.
0: Yeah, and she's like, "Get out of here, Sandberg! You already had your episode." But and then Billy know, Crystal showed a, up. Yeah, Billy Crystal was in it. They did a cameo with Billy Crystal.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Lay- layered there. Yeah. uh, What do they call it? Like buy it or something like that? Something stupid. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever.
2: But yeah. Like but... I don't know. I like the season. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: The the main conflict of the season, aside from Davy's poor relationship choices, um, is like there's a there's a new school there's a new girl that comes to the school. Um. Her name is Anisa, and she's another Indian kid. Uh, so, you know, everybody's like, oh, you two should be friends, because, like, her mom wants her to hang out with other Indian kids and mm. have Indian friends so that she can have more of a connection to her culture, I guess. But, um, like, Davy kind of hates and is jealous of her, because, like, she's, you know, figured out her eyebrow shape and, like, is pretty and popular and, um... Ben takes an interest in her after they break up and stuff, so. Uh, And it all culminates in uh, Davy freaking out and kind of blurting out and, like, and she's probably anorexic, too. I've only ever seen her eat, like, the corner of a brownie. Yeah! Uh, And then the pretty popular girls start spreading it around the school that she's anorexic. And then it turns out that she is. Uh, And that's why she had to leave her old school.
1: Yeah, and they have, like, the, the anorexic help hotline uh, at the end of uh, that episode and then the following episode, where it's also, like, the fallout of that and, like, yeah, what what the psychological damages are to that. Which, uh, I don't know. Like, that's...
0: It's important to have, like, a dialogue about stuff like that. It's difficult for me to watch, because I've, I've watched people struggle with eating disorders, and it's yeah.
2: fucking terrible, but... Um, yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, and then, uh, uh eventually, you know, her and Pax, uh, Devi and, uh, Pax would start hooking up, and, uh, she's like, look, bro, we're either, uh, out in public, or, like, we're public about this, or we're fucking, you know, not, and we're nothing. And so, Pat, they're like, ah, fuck it, and then at the end of the episode, Pax was like, fuck it, we're public, I, I guess. And then Ben... In in the shitty character moment that makes him a bad, like, a, an awful person, uh, he he's like, wait, Davy and Paxton are together? Oh, I'm sad again, and even though I have a wonderful girlfriend who probably loves and supports me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: why I don't like him anymore. Not, I wasn't, like, super connected to him in the first place, but now I, I pretty much probably am just gonna hate him.
1: Yeah. It's like, I mean, if you're only, if you're dating the other Indian girl in school to make the first Indian girl in school jealous, like, no. It's not the way to fucking do it. Like, she already feels like shit for the way she's behaved. Like, you don't have to date the other girl in order to make her feel bad. And then ruin the other girl's life because you decided you, you wanted to date the original girl you were dating. I don't know. High school was just stupid.
0: Yeah, it's true. I do enjoy the, the Davey-Paxton pairing, um, so I'm pretty happy at the end of the season.
1: Yeah. Uh, Netflix posted a video on their channel uh, titled, Are Davey and Paxton Endgame? Uh, and we can only hope so. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Shippers are fucking weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them posting a video of like uh from like Shadow and Bones like our and, and I already can't remember the fucking main character's names. It's like are are yeah. the main character and the villain endgame and it's like uh eh, who fucking knows.
0: I love uh, they also posted a a video that's just titled Davey being relatable for two minutes straight.
1: Oh, I thought that said reliable for two minutes straight. I'm like, where do they fuck? Where the <laughs> fuck did they find that? How do they find two minutes Man. of her being reliable?
0: Oh, shit. There's a video where the cast just try pickup lines on each other.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, that sounds interesting. Uh, actually,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's finish up this episode so I can uh, spend some time on YouTube here. Yeah, that's fine. But, uh, so yeah, yeah, you- it's a four star show.
1: It's a four star show, show, show show. Uh, So yeah Let's uh, cut into another quick break And when we come back from that We will talk about (laughs) Our our second main review topic For the week Sexy Beasts Thank you for being a friend If those Made you wish for the good old days of TV, I've got great news. Rabbit Ears TV Podcast is back. Each episode, we look back on a beloved series, ranging from the good old days of television to more modern classics. With the help of a superfan guest host, we will review, discuss, and reminisce about some of the most culturally impactful shows ever to air on TV. You can follow the show on Twitter at Rabbit Ears TV Pod. Join the Couch Potato group on Facebook and check out our episode archives at netflixinswill.com slash rabbit ears. Look for new episodes the third Friday of each month. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress. We hold you in our hearts And when we think about you It makes me wanna part <laughs> It's I hope we never part, now get
2: it right or pay the price
1: Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our second major review topic for the week. Sexy Beasts.
0: Uh, Sexy Beasts is a reality TV dating show that's new on Netflix. It's a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. oof. oof. Hoping to say goodbye to superficial dating, real-life singles sport elaborate makeup and prosthetics to put true blind date chemistry to the test. Uh, Dan,
1: what the fuck? (laughs) So, I mean, like, we're obviously doing this for the fucking joke. Like, we would, I would never normally watch this kind of show. Ever. This is not my wheelhouse. This is not something I watch. Like, yes, I watch, like, The Real Housewives of My Girlfriend sometimes. But, like, otherwise, like, the show is an awful concept and stupid. But it's also horrifying, and it captured the internet for a hot minute. So, I mean, of course we had to watch this.
2: Uh, if, uh, if you've ever wanted to see a baboon make out with Satan, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> All your wa- This is like
1: a uh, digital
2: fantasy island.
0: This is like if a bunch of people dressed up as their second life avatars and started nailing each other. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh so like <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to show up dressed as Ugandan Knuckles.
1: <laughs> do you know the way? Uh like I would love that. <laughs> I, I don't I think uh, Okay, so first and foremost, the prosthetics top tier. Like whoever's doing the prosthetics for this probably should be hired for an actual yeah, that's movie. It's pretty good. Um but so like do they get to choose what they are cuz like That's a great question.
0: The one person is just a zombie with like rotting skin and shit, and it's like that's just off putting in any context, let alone like trying to date Yeah someone and like that person is the first one to get eliminated from the competition.
1: Yeah, and then there's on this... that
0: particular episode.
1: Yeah, and then there's this is this girl who's dressed as a witch and it doesn't look particularly great, uh, for her, so like I I don't know. I I would hope so. But also, I wouldn't mind if everything was, like, randomly assigned to everybody for some reason. Uh, So, like, I'll go through my experience watching this. The first episode, I was like, okay, the show isn't that bad. Like, it's it's a whatever concept. The B-roll is fucking cringy. Like not even like the the cutaways to like other people who are chilling in the bar at at, at the time that they're filming, because they cut away like they do the, the they do the cutaways to those people and they're just so fucking confused to be like, what the fuck is going on in this place? Why did I come here? I should, I'm going home. Uh, but like the B roll dancing shit, like in front of the fucking one thing they all dance in front of, it's like, eh, this is dumb. Why are you, why is this so dumb? But ultimately, I was like, "Ah, the show's whatever. And then the second episode happened, and we got the fucking incel bodybuilder. And yes! I'm, and I'm, like, over it already
2: after that. Yeah, and, like, the girl that he
0: picks to to date, like, she's... They're outside at night, and she's in, like, a spaghetti strap dress, uh, and he fucking like, takes his jacket off to show off his muscles and just throws it on the ground as she's standing there shivering. It's like, boy, uh, you know, these people came to this show because, like, they're bad at dating and, like, couldn't find a partner. And, like, I don't think this one's gonna last.
1: Oh, no, I, like, (laughs) I very rarely want an after show. I want an after show for this. I want, like, a six months later. And see where everybody's at.
0: Yeah, I I, I need that. Uh, yeah, I stopped watching this after two episodes. I know that I didn't get to watch the whole one with the crazy panda girl who just wanted to have children. Oh
1: but... my god, Caleb, you missed the most psychotic episode of television yeah. I've ever seen in my oh, entire yeah. life.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's full-on fucking pathological, but like... Also, um... Kind of funny, because, like, it's a problem that pandas are, like, too stupid and lazy to have sex, (laughs) so they're not reproducing. So, like, the fact that it's a panda who's talking about how bad she wants to settle down and have kids is, like, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was really... Tell me about it, because, like, I was really hoping that in that particular one, uh, all the guys would just be like, you know what, we're out because you're uh, an insane person.
1: Funny you say that. So. Uh, you know, she's, she's a psychopath. Like, like, I'm, I'm, I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't use that term lightly. I don't use it to disparage, but this woman is a, a clear psychopath. Um, she's 24. She wants to settle down and have kids at 24, which is something I, I, as a concept, yeah. I cannot grasp.
0: Cause, cause all of her friends did probably, I guess. I don't know.
1: I, I guess. Uh, Like. I think Bill's doing it sort of right, where it's like, hey, we're in our 30s now, now this is the point where we can get into, you know, the parenthood shit. Like, I I think that's the correct, if you're doing it, that's the correct approach. This woman at the age of...
0: 38, just had her first and only kid.
1: Well, I mean, even still, like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, have your fun, do your thing. In your 20s, you don't have to immediately settle down in order to go fuck. Be responsible. Fuck a a, a, don't bring a, a child into the or that he something. Can't care for. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. She there's a that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so like they do the speed dating <laughs> shit, and one guy's like, "So how would your friends describe you?" And she it, it, she at one point goes psychopathic, and I just went, "Okay." So the guy who heard that should immediately try to run. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. the show doesn't work if like that. her friends
0: describe her that way, and she describes her friends as describing her that way, imagine how people would describe her who aren't invested in her uh, emotionally.
1: Yeah. So, uh, that guy gets eliminated first. And then he's like, yeah, I was hoping to get eliminated because when she described herself, she said her friends would describe her as psychopathic. That is about a million red, red flags right there. And I just went, good man, you know how to dodge the field. I'm proud of you. And then uh, she winds up with some guy who, you know, is whatever. I, that episode is just so crazy. Just the way that girl, that woman behaves the entire fucking episode. I'm just like, how can anyone stand you like this is this is why you're single
2: <laughs>
1: I mean every, everything else after that is just kind of like whatever like the the two craziest episodes to me are the like two and three because you have incel bodybuilder who just like is like I I don't know what to say Uh flex muscles and then psychopathic woman who's just like I want kids I want kids I want babies fuck me fill me with seed
2: Yeah. <laughs> Pump a baby in me. You
0: <laughs> You fucking uh I don't know. I don't know what kind of animal she dates. A bull?
1: Uh no, that's episode that seems appropriate. 4. There's a bull. No, that's episode 6. It's there's a bull. They they uh, they split it up evenly. It's uh three women, three 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 men who are all speed dating and doing that shit. I don't know what, you know, All that kind of... I don't know why, like... I don't know. Their format's kind of strange, I guess. I would, um... I'd be interested to see if they bring back anybody from the first season and just have them dress up as a different thing. And then be like, Oh, hey, we're speed dating again. it's like, Oh, shit, it's you from the first season. Because I think they did it with with The Circle. But I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, look. Like, Sexy Beast is not a good show. It's, uh... Barely entertainment. You know, I... I had fun, I guess. Like it was just weird to watch people who are younger than me uh living on this accelerated time clock that they think they need to adhere to. <sighs> <laughs> so uh you I mean you gave up after two episodes why. Uh, like I, I I think I know why, but why? Because it's intolerable trash garbage and everybody
0: on this show is so fucking vapid. It's like, you had to resort to fucking dressing up like a a beaver and a dolphin to fucking get dates with people. Like, of course you're, you have nobody. Like, of course your personality sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, if you're watching Sexy Beats, uh, good, good luck. It's about two hours. Like it, it was, it, it was an okay way to 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 kill two hours. My girlfriend got. Uh, I'm gonna keep calling her my girlfriend Ashley. Continues to like sort of enjoyed it. Like it was fun. Trash can throwaway television television you put on for two hours and you forget you watched it uh, as soon as it was over. Unless you're doing a podcast about it, in which case you actually have to actively recall
2: uh, parts about it. What a nightmare. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, what are we
1: doing next week, Dan? Uh, next week, you want Masters of the Universe Revelation. And I said, okay, Caleb, you can have Masters of Universe Revelation." Uh that There's that. And then we have a patron request to do for Hold the Dark. Uh, we originally reviewed this as a show back in, like, I want to say, 2018. Um, you weren't able to be there for the episode, so I had Sean Ennis on. Uh, so now we get to actually hear your thoughts about Hold the Dark. Uh, it's been about three years for me since I've seen it, so very intrigued by that. Alright. Uh, and as for the show, you can find us at netflixandswill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill, uh, including our merch page, our Patreon page, where you can con- contribute to us at any dollar amount uh, and, you know, Support us, because you like us, I guess. Uh, also, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, because we greatly appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you to, space- ah. Space- thank you to Spice... Ah. Sp- spy- spice... Thank you to
1: Spice. Thank you to Spice.
0: Spice! Thank you to Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. Uh, th- uh, a word that I can sometimes pronounce. Until next week, this is Caleb saying, we'll see you next Tuesday.